Hello and welcome to an ISIS Energy podcast. I'm Emma Slavinsky and I'm here with Tom Rogers who specialises in um, the North Sea upstream um, among other subjects and today we're going to be talking about um, what's happening in terms of North Sea gas production um, especially in relation to the recent fall in oil prices. So um, gas production from the North Sea accounts for a big part of European supply. Um, Norwegian gas uh, makes up more than 20% of European supply and uh, the UK continental shelf uh, provides about a third of Britain's daily demand. So in both cases we know that output is going to fall in the future. Uh, UKCS production peaked several years ago and Norway might be now at its peak or at least close to it. So today we're going to just discuss the prospects for future North Sea gas supply. So um, Tom, first of all, if we're going to look at the effect of oil prices on future gas production in um, Northern Europe, what do we need to keep in mind about the relationship between these two commodities? Yeah, sure. So I th- the obvious thing is, I suppose, both commodities are right next to each other in terms of their physical location. When you get oil, when you discover oil, you tend to find gas right next to it. When you discover gas, you tend to find oil. Obviously, each field is different, um, but that's the physical link there. And I guess the key thing on the gas side is that oil is the main contributing factor when it comes to how much money a big upstream company like Shell or Statoil is going to make. So when you have a sustained period of low oil prices, you see these companies, their revenues drop pretty sharply, and they scale back their costs, and then that eventually hits their upstream business. Okay, so now um, looking at oil um, below $50 a barrel, presumably a lot of these big upstream companies are going to be, or all of them, are going to be looking at their portfolios and sort of re-evaluating. Mm-hmm. Are there some signs out there that the oil prices are already affecting um, what's going to happen in, in terms of future production? So you mentioned that obviously production is sort of coming down naturally. They're both pretty ma- mature sectors, um, so it's hard to just link straight up causally between oil and production and also we're quite early in this cycle of low oil prices but there we are starting to see some effects so a lot of what gets cut first when we get sort of sustained oil, low oil prices is these so-called frontier projects so projects which are more expensive in areas of in the North Sea which are sort of harder to access and more expensive to drill in Norway Stato which is by far the biggest company there They've sort of delayed a few projects, so this field called Asterhanstein, which is a big gas field just north of the Arctic Circle, they've pushed that back by another year or so. And you think about the costs that are involved in terms of building a whole new pipeline across the Arctic Circle, you know, the conditions aren't great there. And then even further north up in the Barents Sea, where it's, you know, there is almost zero infrastructure, it's been something that they've talked about as being an area of potentially great resources, but just the costs there make it really uneconomical at the point, so it's getting less and less likely we're going to see something from there anytime soon. Okay, so that's kind of proje- projects getting pushed back and then potentially they just could get scrapped. Right, exactly. Um, you mentioned Norway, what about on the, the UKCS, any examples there? Yeah, so I guess the UK, is, it's, it's different because there isn't maybe the untapped reserves that Norway has, it's a lot more, uh, a lot more mature and so like you said it's been declining a lot recently. You know, there is areas like west of Shetland, which is sort of an area which they're looking into at the moment, and we expect to see gas from there in the next couple of months. That is relatively safe because it's an area which they've already sunk a lot of costs. But I guess a big thing with, with the North Sea is, is decommissioning. 
a lot of the fields are pretty old and the lower the oil price is the more unprofitable they become and that makes it basically makes makes up their makes up minds of producers who have these old fields so you're going to see more and more come offline and it's going to you know add up eventually i would think okay so having said all that what do you see um in the outlook for the next couple of years in terms of norwegian and, and uk output when do we start to sort of see this situation bite yeah i mean obviously it's not a hugely clear-cut picture and this is assuming that the oil price stays at this sort of low level but if it does, we're going to see companies just continue to scale back in all areas of their business. And that's going to hit the upstream sector inevitably. In the UK, um, decline is just going to keep on coming, I think. Despite this area in the west of Shetlands, we're going to see, like I said, more decommissioning happening. And in the UK, because it's a more, there are a lot more smaller companies active on it um, than perhaps in Norway, they're you know, more vulnerable to this sustained oil prices so we could potentially see some of those being put out of business. In Norway they're probably a bit more resilient because they've got this huge field called Troll which um, Statoil operate and yeah it's one of the biggest fields in the world and it essentially it hasn't been able to tap its full potential for the past several years, well not even several, past few years. Its ability to produce so much gas out of that field should mean it can maintain its sort of position as being able to meet European demand up until 2020 but post that if they don't explore and produce from the Barents Sea and other untapped resources then we could see it start to start to decline and maybe see other producers coming in from other parts of the world. Yeah I guess at any rate there's no shortage of gas from other areas of the world especially considering Europe's stagnating um, possibly even sort of declining um, consumption. I suppose the main question then becomes um, who is going to fill that gap um, and lots of well, lots of potential LNG supply yeah. and we've also got Russian gas that can, can easily sort of step in to make up the difference. Um, okay, well, thanks very much, Tom. Thank you. Um, thank you for listening and we hope you'll tune in again.